Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Wednesday, September 16th, 2020. Today's poem is by an American poet and literary critic named Arthur Ivor Winters. He goes by Ivor Winters, and he was born in October of 1900 and died in January of 1968. He's uh, one of those poets who probably should be remembered uh, a lot more than he is. He's uh, forgotten far more than his talent deserves. But he was the, uh, the teacher of poets like Tom Gunn, Donald Hall, Philip Levine, Robert Pinsky, Robert Hass, and others, and was also a mentor to uh, the likes of Donald Justice. He won the 1961 Bollingen Prize for Poetry for his book, Collected Poems. The poem that I'm going to read today is called At the San Francisco Airport. It opens with a dedication that reads, To My Daughter, 1954. It goes like this. This is the terminal. The light gives perfect vision, false and hard. The metal glitters deep and bright. Great planes are waiting in the yard. They are already in the night. And you are here beside me, small, contained and fragile, and intent on things that I but half recall. Yet going whither you are bent, I am the past, and that is all. But you and I in part are one. The frightened brain, the nervous will, the knowledge of what must be done, the passion to acquire the skill to face that which you dare not shun. The rain of matter upon sense destroys me momently. The score, there comes what will come. The expense is what one thought, and something more, one's being and intelligence. This is the terminal, the break. Beyond this point, on lines of air, you take the way that you must take, and I remain in light and stare, in light and nothing else, awake. Uh, back in 1997, David Yezzy published an essay in New Criterion. It's called The Seriousness of Ivor Winters. I want to read a few paragraphs from that. They don't necessarily speak specifically to this poem, but they speak to the way that Ivor Winters thought about poetry. And so, because I'd like you to know more about Winters, I wanted to share some of what David Yezzy writes. He writes this, quote, Winters' view of poetry, the art of saying something about something in verse, can be condensed to one often quoted statement. The poem is a statement in words about a human experience. Even this simple aphorism, he realizes, draws a distinct line in the sand when most of the philosophers of this century have nominal, been nominalists of one kind or another. They have written extensively to prove that nothing can be said in words because words are conceptual and do not correspond to reality. Winters points out, however, that if reality, or the realm that our ancestors took to be real, is an illusion, it nonetheless follows certain set laws that we violate at our peril. For Winter's poetry and its concision, lyric especially, is the highest linguistic expression because, in addition to the denotative aspects of words emphasized in other forms of writing, poetry makes particular use of the connotative ones, the two together composing the total content of language. For Winter's, the purpose of poetry is to describe experience as precisely as possible. Connotation in poetry, then, acquires a moral dimension to preserve clarity, Connotation or feeling must be carefully controlled. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. 
The critics' detractors who feel that Winters, through his adherence to logic, has squelched emotion, have lost the gist. The connotations inherent in language are expressive of emotion. To this extent, emotion is a great part of the point. The morality of poetry, as Winters understood it, lay in how emotion was not obliterated, but managed. Emotion in excess of the motivating argument was contrary to the purpose of poetry, as it obscured the experience under consideration. Quote, insofar as the rational statement is understandable and acceptable, and insofar as the feeling is properly motivated by the rational statement, the poem will be good. I want to skip ahead to the last paragraph of this essay, which is an essay I hope you will check out, or maybe even subscribe to New Criterion. It's a journal you should subscribe to if you're serious about poetry. Yezi concludes his essay with this. Winters' poems never hesitate to swing for the outfield wall. They do everything poems these days ought not to do. They tackle subjects other than the self, grapple with universals, follow strict prosodic norms, command a bold rhetorical tone, eschew imagery for abstraction, favor edification over pleasure. They are, in Winters' phrase, laurel, archaic, rude. If Winters' poems are forgotten, they have themselves to blame. They are extreme measures for poetry's present ills. Likewise, while it's often unorthodox judgments can be hard to swallow whole, Winter's criticism reclaims for poetry a passionate control and a spareness suited to our perennial concerns. After Winter's, every line and every word may be held responsible for standards of emotional clarity. As with Rilke's archaic torso or Winter's own a grave, when each of today's more fashionable, self-expressive, and wildly emotive poets look on Winter's work, there is but one heartfelt message. You must change your life. End quote. So, again, that did not necessarily uh, contemplate this particular poem, but I hope it did give you a sense of Ivor Winters' poetry. And with that, I will read at the San Francisco airport once again. To my daughter, 1954. This is the terminal. The light gives perfect vision false and hard. The metal glitters deep and bright. Great planes are waiting in the yard. They are already in the night. And you are here beside me, small, contained and fragile and intent on things that I but half recall. Yet going whither you are bent, I am the past, and that is all. But you and I, in part, are one. The frightened brain, the nervous will, the knowledge of what must be done, the passion to acquire the skill to face that which you dare not shun. The rain of matter upon sense destroys me momently. The score? There comes what will come. The expense is what one thought, and something more, one's being and intelligence. This is the terminal, the break. Beyond this point, on lines of air, you take the way that you must take. And I remain in light and stare. In light and nothing else. Awake. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.